0: Neil McAlpin, widowed at thirty when the sickness swept through his little village and took his young bride and their little daughter, had been three years without lying with a woman. He had not let the time pass in chastity because he had any lack of opportunity to dally, or to take a new bride. Once he had put away his grief after his wife and daughter's year's mind, it befit a widowed village chief, who should see to making heirs, to get about that business. Though Neil considered himself... A reasonably religious man, the order of the ceremony at the church door and the marriage's consummation seemed a matter largely of indifference. Several girls, from buxom widows to those who had just come of age and dared set their caps for the chief, had presented themselves in one situation or another. But after five years of marriage to Megan, and after his long-ago days of carousing before he had wed, Neil knew his mind when it came to the sort of household he wished to maintain. He had loved Megan, but he had been very young, and she had been younger. He had not known how to get her to heed his wishes, and every time he had to enforce his will with a firm hand upon her bare bottom, he had felt like a tyrant. And so he had enforced it less and less, and Megan had grown distant. Who knew whether if she had heeded his warning, and not gone visiting to the houses where they had the sickness— She and Fiona might not have taken ill themselves. Neil had succeeded at last in ceasing to blame himself, but he had also chosen to keep his heart very carefully. The more did he keep it carefully, for as the years with Megan had passed, and then the three years since, Neil had begun to understand that his wish to have a well-ordered home sprang not only from his moral sense, but from the essence of his amorous nature as well. For that reason, more than any other, He tried to push the image of the English girl, trust for the outlaw's pleasure, away from him as he began to fight. Into his fighting, now to save the girl, as when he fought in the clan wars against the Campbells and the Drummonds, Neil put what he called to himself his yin to be master. His mastering skill with his claymore saw him through the battle, which, like most battles, became a rout almost immediately as Neil split the would-be rapist leader from shoulder to waist, and three of the outlaws fled on their horses they had been holding. The yenta to master, though, returned in its more troubling form when he turned to see the girl still there upon the grass, trussed and weeping, her charms shamefully exposed. Get a plaid from one of the dead men, he called to Callum, and cover her up. I must see if any of the wounded will live. Neil shook his head to clear it of the image of the English girl, glad at least to have saved her, even if he could not help his lustful thoughts. His McAlpons had suffered only a few scratches, and ten outlaws lay dead alongside the Sassanich they had slain. Only one man remained alive, and his life's blood was draining away into the dust of the road. Who are you? Neil asked, looking down into the ashen face. Even the stupidest of outlaws know not to attract a party on this road. Even if you had made away with the plunder, we would have heard of it and hunted you down. The man looked up at him with the scorn of the dying. You would not have found us, Highlander. Neil felt a deep crease form in his brow. The man was English. His accent was unmistakable. Even if Neil had failed to notice being called Highlander by a man in a plaid, which, Neil saw now, was belted back to front, so that the folds of the kilt fell wrong, The sounds of the man's vowels would have betrayed him.